What's up, everyone? It's Nurse Blake, and welcome back to the Nurse Blake Podcast. This is episode 29. We're going to be talking all about the power of social media. And I am not with Nan this week, even though people really, really loved her. Nan says, thank you for all the fan mail and fan messages. She never thought she'd ever be so popular. But uh, we are back to regular. I have my awesome husband, Brett, with two T's here with me. Hey, what's up, everybody? Did you uh, miss us last week? Yeah. I mean, a lot of great people love Nan. There's one person that was like, I really love Nan, but I miss Brett. (gasps) I have a fan. You have a fan. Oh, that was such a cute episode. We were actually, uh, where were we? Tampa? Tampa. Tampa in the green room. And um, I set you up on the the, the little uh, device we have here that we, we use for mobile recording for our podcast and just left. And I just heard you guys from down the hall. Nan, <laughs> every time she's time. like, she's such a, <gasps> oh, a dramatic oh. breather. She's like, oh, Nan, what'd you do today? <gasps> <laughs> so funny. I love listening to it. And I didn't know what to expect either. I had fun. no idea what to expect when we were doing it. Nor did she. I was like, let's... She was so nervous, but she did awesome. She was so nervous. It was awesome. It was awesome. I loved it, but I am happy to be back. Thank you. We are sitting in a Hampton Inn. I thought we were in North Carolina, but we are actually somewhere in Virginia. Western Virginia. Not to be confused with West Virginia. Oh, Western Virginia. We're in West Virginia? Mm, No. Western Virginia. Virginia. Westford, so that would be West Virginia. No, it's a different state. <laughs> so we're in Virginia. <laughs> I'm so confused. It's so pretty. The mountains here are stunning. It's it's gorgeous. We are on our way to Cleveland. Um, luckily, we were home for a week. Yeah, Had a little that was breather. Fun. It was nice. It was nice to catch up with family and also see our puppies. Oh, I know. They loved it, but they're at boot camp again. They're at training, and they're having so much fun. Yeah, we get pictures of them every few days, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, they they're look so like they don't even miss us." Yeah, they sure they sure do. They don't. When we brought them back home, they didn't even say hi to us. They just played with each other in the backyard. Yeah, I think they were just so excited to just be home. It was so funny. It was hilarious. Um, cool. So my favorite thing this week are, babe. If you don't know what I've been wearing every day, it's my Birkenstocks. Uh, yeah, no, you can't miss these things. These are my very first pair of Birkenstocks. I mean, these have been popular really? for Since Jesus. I mean, <laughs> they're made in Germany. They are very comfortable. My friend Kim, my BFF, she's like, you have to get a pair of Birkenstocks. They're so comfy. So they're coming back, huh? No, they're, they've been here. They've never been gone. They never went away. You're saying Birkenstocks never went away. No, they're okay. kind of like, they're like a Crocs, I guess. You just put, I've never owned a pair of Crocs. I actually want to get some. That'd be fun. What if so they make big. them in my size? Sixteen? Yeah. A fourteen? Fifteen or sixteen? Uh, you should get a pair of Burks. They're really cute. Now you know what? I'm gonna let that be your thing, babe. Birkenstocks. <laughs> these are really cute, though. I like these. They look um, trendy. They're comfortable. Yeah. You haven't seen me dressed up in a long time. Perf- I never <laughs> see you dress up. Listen, Blake is so dressed down these days. I think it was from Seattle. I feel like when we were in Houston, you had to dress up for everything. Mm-hmm. It was like so hot. So you were always sweating through stuff. Houston was like very chill. Like yeah. you could go to a nice restaurant and be in shorts and a oh, Seattle, you mean? Yeah. Sorry, what'd I say? Houston. Houston yeah. was dressy. Yep. Seattle was quite low key. Opposite. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody, even like CEOs of tech companies were walking around in like jeans and 
a hoodie. And Birkenstocks. Zuckerbergs. <laughs> and Ber- uh, speaking of all tech stuff and Zuckerberg and Jeff Bezos, not that Amazon is social media, but we are going to be talking about social media, which I think kind of lines up with what's going on in the news right now with Facebook. Yeah, holy cow. What a disaster. Mm-hmm. I remember, speaking of social media, the very first account I had on social media was MySpace. Oh, hell yes. Was there anything before my time that you were on? Uh, Did you have any other social? No, because there was there was AOL. So I go back to like the days of Prodigy, which was dial-up internet. It wasn't even really the internet. You couldn't really put in, you couldn't even, there wasn't like an address bar. You couldn't go to like amazon.com. Okay. They were more like these these apps that were built into services like AOL and Prodigy. Never heard of Prodigy. Yeah. Pro- oh, Prodigy was before AOL. Wow. Yeah. Earthlink, um, then AOL. And then it started to open into, oh, there's this thing called a browser and you can go to all these domains, right? So that was new. That was new. Um, MySpace was pretty revolutionary. I think there were some other, there were like blog t- style websites, you know, Reddit, Reddit type websites and stuff that were very like social, so, but not where you would have like a profile. TBH. I've never been on Reddit. Me neither. I've never seen Reddit. Do you know what TBH means? I have no idea. You're so, <laughs> you don't know TBH? No. Uh, Wait, let me think. Um, so let me use it in a sentence. Okay. TBH, I've never been on Reddit. The bad uh, house. No. To be honest. Oh. Yeah, so it's like, to be honest, I've so never been not, on Reddit. You're not honest if, unless you say TBH? Right, TBH. Got so it. I've never been a Reddit user, a Twitter user, or a Tumblr user. I don't even know if Tumblr's still around. I think they are, but I've never been on any of those. My first account was MySpace too. Yeah. I miss it. I miss creating like your specialized background. I miss like having your favorite friends. Yep. Like your top five. Your top five. Your top five. That was a big deal. That was a big deal. And you could do your own like, that's when, you know, honestly, it really taught a lot of um, people HTML. Yeah. So let's talk about that because you, a lot of people want to know like more about what you do. They're so intrigued and like the variety of jobs and skills you have. And to be H. <laughs> I know what that means. To be honest, you didn't go to college. No. A lot of people assume you go to college, which I think is so funny because you are so smart. They're like, oh, where'd you go to college? Or, uh, oh my God. It, they're like, talk about someone else. Like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they didn't go to college. And you're like, um, I didn't go to college. I didn't either. Yeah. Oh, is, I love, I love doing that. Which too. is so funny. I love when you do that. I just crack up. But you were very heavy in the tech space when you were younger. Yeah. Late nineties. Um, I was young in high school. Like I, I entered my senior year at 16. And um, at the time I was building websites for uh, counties all around the state of Florida. So um, at, at that time, there, there weren't many people that really knew how to build a website. And um, the, I happened to find this niche where the state of Florida required all their county courthouses to put public records, which within a county, the courthouse keeps all the public records um, to make them available on this new fangled internet. And so it was just like booming, booming business. I was 16. You had a little office? Yeah, I had had offices. Um, 
you know, number of employees. And, uh, and it was a lot of fun. And in fact, I did have a very nice scholarship to a really well-known um, business school. Uh, so I was planning on going to college. And then when I landed several of these contracts, um, I talked to my admissions counselor and they were like, yeah, we'll, we'll hold your scholarship. You should probably pursue that for a while and see where it goes. So that uh-huh. was pretty special. And then I, I, I never went back. Well, you're still very much in the, um, you never went back to college, but you're still very much in the tech space. Oh, yeah. You've built all and managed all my like Nurse Blake websites, websites for Band for Life, and currently are so busy just managing and working on the NurseCon website and the app. Yeah, I mean, we got almost 50,000 members out there. Yeah, it's a lot for you to do, but you're so talented. Oh, babe, stop. You're so talented. Do you have a favorite thing this week? My you know, we fa- always ask me. I never really ask you about your favorite thing. I just want to take a moment and savor this. Uh-huh. I get a favorite thing. <laughs> yeah, sure, you get a favorite thing. Um, I, you know what? I am actually going to say the bus. The bus. So, you know, we were on the bus for three weeks. Mm-hmm. You did your first 17 shows along the East Coast. And then we were home for five or six days. And um, the bus was basically just parked outside of our house. I loved bus life. You want to live on the bus? Yeah. 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 I, I could a hundred percent live in an RV again. So if those of it. you haven't listened to our RV episode, Brett and I actually lived in a fifth wheel RV for about, um, a year yep. and we had so much fun. It was like two years into our relationship and just being on the bus again is just so cool. We've lived, what is it? Over 10% of our lives together on a bus? No, 20%. Well, we've been together for over 10 years. So yeah, 10, so it's like it's like ten percent. Yeah, that's still, yeah. Oh, really ten percent of our time together. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> you know, most people don't spend that much time in a RV. I know, but but I, it's just so fun. I mean, I love to to just constantly be moving, so it just works for me. Well, the good thing is you don't have to drive, so it's a little different. One hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. That it does. It is a lot more enjoyable when you're you're not don't having have to, to drive. drive the whole time because our tour we're doing over twenty thousand miles. Thank you, Jimmy. That's our bus driver for keeping us safe. Thank you, Jimmy. You're Thank awesome. Thank you, Jimmy. You better be sleeping right now. <laughs> I think he listens to our podcast. No. <laughs> Probably not. That's okay. <laughs> um, so some funny things talking about like AOL and AIM. I know we've shared like our screen names in the past from AIM. And I remember you had like your friends, your family. You could like break them up into groups. And then you could turn like your away message on. Oh, yeah. Um. And then, so there's a few things, uh, acronyms that people use, kind of like BRB was always like, be right back. Yep. Then your away message, like BRB, my mom's making me do the dishes. <laughs> BRB, I need to go clean my room. And then G to G. G to G. I don't remember that one. Gotta go. Oh, <laughs> Gotta oh go. I should have known that. Yeah. All right. Peace. Bye. Yeah. And then what, you're really good with sound. So what's this, like the AOL sound of the door closing when you logged out of AIM. Oh, the, the, <laughs> <laughs> I love those are like classic. And you sounds. would hear, and you would hear the door opening. Uh-huh. There was a different sound when people would come, you'd be like, Ooh, Ooh, who's, who just joined? Who just it was joined? So cool. I that was that. cool. I miss that so much. And then you have, um, ASL. Oh my God. Age, sex, location. Yeah. yeah if some rando person messaged you, you'd say ASL. Like who the hell is this? Uh, age. What's your age? What's, What's your sex? sex? Where you live? What's your location? <laughs> It's so bad. So bad. You know, I'm actually surprised that a service like that 
is actually not popular right now. Yeah. Because it's, it's so fun. It's a great, like, right. I don't know. It's, it's, it's almost like Twitter is so basic. Mm -hmm. It's basic, but more dynamic than even than Twitter. I think it's now because you just have texting. You just text your friends. Yeah, I guess. And what's you want to message anything, but there aren't chat rooms. Um, no, there's chat rooms were so much fun. Oh my God. Any topic, hobby, interest that you had, you could find chat room. Yeah. I feel like it's not as easy to search stuff and find it now. Like it's just, you can't find anything, anything just searching in Google, like the half of it is like all ads and then you just get what they recommend. It's just weird. You know what? What? We need, we need to bring aim, aim back. AOL. they're, They're still around. Is it still available? AOL. Um, well, Judy, you know, our real estate lady, she's got an AOL uh, email address. Email address. Yeah. She's so funny. I, you know, okay. Do you think Judy listens to her podcast? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, AOL, Yahoo, what other old ones are still around? And you're like, how? what do they do? And they're worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Who uses Yahoo anymore? I guess Yahoo has like news and stuff. But so no one's going there. I don't get it. I remember Ask Jeeves. Yes. Are they still around? Uh, I don't Jeeves? think so. Ask Jeeves was a good one. So now it's ask.com. Oh, okay. It's okay. Ask Jeeves. Same so logo. Was Ask Jeeves the one where it simultaneously searched multiple search engines? Back in the day, Google wasn't necessarily the biggest. There were, there were a lot of competing search engines. And so I think it was Ask Jeeves where you would type it in and it would show you the top results from all the different search engines at once. Oh, so funny. Was so I'm in Ask Jeeves. It's like, um, I just typed in, what is cellulitis infection? What is cellulitis? Oh, and it just pulls up. <laughs> it's Google results. It, yeah. It's just like, Oh my gosh. You will never hang on a second. I think it just like reformats other search engines. Isn't that so If I'm weird. thinking of the right one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh my God. What about Bing? Oh, Bing's still around. Yeah. Bing's still around. Bing. I'm actually surprised that didn't take off a little bit more. Microsoft really struggles with any type of consumer product. God, I think that's why. Horrible. Teams, everything. Yeah. I'm not a big Microsoft fan, even though. But it's all business class stuff. They've always fallen on their face, it seems, every time they try to do a, like a consumer product, you know? Uh, Vine came and went. <gasps> yeah. Remember the kid who started it like was offered a lot of money to sell it? Like a billion dollars? And then he said no, and then it just diminished into thin air. I was never on it. Was that Vine? I don't know. Ask Jeeves. I don't know. You asked Jeeves. <laughs> uh, I think maybe, or was that Snapchat? I just love that all of our podcast listeners can really find a, a source of... Uh, information out of us. Oh yeah. I think anything we say is 50% uh, based in reality. Not right. <laughs> this is uh, solely our opinions of the hosting callers. That's it. We have no callers. So. We have no callers. We, ha <laughs> we have no callers. Oh my God. And then Snapchat. I was never on Snapchat. Nope. Still popular. Still around. A lot of people use Snapchat. I don't even know how Snapchat works. A lot of people say they have the best filters in terms of like photos as opposed to like Instagram. Right. That's so what they were you just use for. your filters and stuff. Yeah. I don't know how to, I don't know. 
And then YouTube, you're a huge YouTuber. I love YouTube. That's where you go to find stuff you need to know. Yep, yep. And honestly, to be entertained. Like, I... So, I think that, like, TikTok, right? TikTok is very very much... I love it. I, I know you love it. TikTok and Instagram is constantly swipe, swipe, swipe. I much prefer to search and watch one thing for 20 minutes instead of lots of things for... 60 seconds. Yeah, because you don't have ADHD. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So it kind of, it's interesting because I think YouTube has been successful because it appeals to a different personality type. Yeah. I think that's why, you know, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I don't like to read or write. So Twitter's not my space. No. You know? Well, well, yeah, Twitter's not my space, but you know what I mean? Like my Um, my type of thing. Yeah. Um, I'm a visual person, but I like to like invest my 10, 15 minutes of entertainment on YouTube uh, on, on one topic. Yeah. So that's why it appeals to me. And then LinkedIn. Oh yeah. And I've never been big on LinkedIn. I think I, gee, it's so expensive to have like pay for their service to be able to connect with people. Really? It's so expensive. Well, uh, not, not a bad business plan. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's all focused on people building their career and companies finding talent. And so it taps into that like, Market. you know, you want to make $20,000 more a year by networking? Well, we're going to charge you 500 bucks or, you know. So it's like $50 a month or something. Damn. It's crazy just to be able to like, and then it always tells you like, eight people have viewed your profile and you go to look and they keep it secret. Yeah. Until you pay. Clickbait. Yeah. Clickbait. Yeah. LinkedIn. I'm on it, but not so popular. Not so much. Yeah. Obviously my platforms of choice are Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and podcasting. Duh. Hello. You have a favorite <laughs> podcast. What's your favorite podcast? Oh, I love, um, uh, last podcast on the left. It's very much a dude podcast. Yeah, it's it's these three comedians. It is it is actually maybe the OG true crime podcast. They have been around for like eleven or twelve years doing it, okay. and um, and all they do is true crime stuff. But it's I don't I'm not that big into true crime. I just love hearing their banter because they're really funny. funny. And these guys do it professionally. That's all they do. They also tour. In fact, they're cool, on tour fine. right now. They started just before we did. No way. Uh, so cool. I'd love to see them live. Do um, you listen to their podcasts from their tour? Or is that No, I don't believe no, they I don't think they record on stage. Really? Yeah. That's weird. Yeah, I don't know what they actually do. i well, they're also comedians from what I gather. But if it's touring for the podcast, you and I should do a two city stop podcast tour. That'd be fun. Well, but on your city, you and I could fun. do a little podcast tour. What? Where? Where would we go? Oh, people would tell We'd us where to go. Vote or something <laughs> to be like because I don't know. Where we'd be. That'd be that would so be fun. funny. Well, you know, on NurseCon at Sea, we're yeah, gonna, we're doing we're a podcast record live. We have two other podcasts on stage, uh, nursing podcasts that'll be out there too, recording, which yep. would be a lot of fun. So that'll be our first like podcast tour together. We'll see how it goes. I I feel like after six months of doing this, we're getting pretty comfortable at sitting down and talking and, and, and trying to entertain the listeners, you know, and just talking to each other. Yeah. This is great communication great therapy. for relationship advice. <laughs> is there anything uh, on your mind? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Facebook, obviously fun. That's my largest platform is Facebook. Yeah. I have like one point I'm close to hitting 1.5 million. Yeah. 1.4 something. Uh, and, it, and it grows 
pretty consistently. Instagram. Instagram. I don't even know how much I have on Instagram. Eight something. Sixty. No. Eight hundred and sixty thousand. No. Something like that. Let me see. Something like that. Like eight nineteen. You know, it's so funny how different content performs differently on different platforms. Isn't that interesting? Uh Like some videos do really great on TikTok and some do really great on Facebook. Yep. I I would say that if you are looking for something to go viral, Facebook is still probably, well, I don't know. TikTok. TikTok now. But then it goes viral and then there's something else that goes viral like 30 seconds later. So it's not, it, it wasn't like back in the day. Yeah. God, I remember one time you posted a video and literally two days later, you had like 25 million views on that video. Yeah. It just went like crazy. Crazy. I remember those days. Yeah. I remember like when I first started out, we'll kind of get into it. We'll just get into it now. So I've been a nurse for seven years and about four years into my career, um, I started uh, the Nurse Blake Facebook page, came out with a scrub romper video. So that <laughs> that was me and Brett one day. I saw the romper was all over the news. Like these guys made this really cool onesie romper. For men. For men. And I was like, how cool would this be if there was like a romper for nurses, like a scrub romper? I called it the scrub romper, but after the video was shared, everyone's called it the scrumper. Scrumper. So stupid. And so I went to the closet, grabbed a bunch of like tape and pins. pins, And and then I got an old pair of scrubs. I cut them up, glued them together. I was like, babe, can you hold the camera? And I danced out by the pool. Yep. And we put it online and it went viral. Well, the real story of filming that though, was we, we thought it would be funny to do like an infomercial. Yep. So the beginning of the scrub romper video is like, I still think it's pretty well done. It was funny. Like, oh, it's hilarious. You know, I voiced it over in this cheesy like infomercial thing. And then we got to the end. We're like, okay, how do we finish it? And we had absolutely no idea how to finish it. So you were like, why don't I just dance in it by the pool? Ah. So the second half was just, it was, it totally disconnected from the, from the first part, which I thought was hilarious. But so funny. So I had put it online and within a week, it was like shown on all the local news stations around the country. Yep. Cause I guess there was no good news happening in the world. Nothing was happening. And then like my grandmother called me, not Nan, my grandmother, um, another grandmother called me from like Daytona, like from her lazy boy, like drinking a beer. Like <laughs> <laughs> Blake, was that you on the news? I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, you were dancing by a pool. I'm like, oh my gosh, it made it all the way to Florida. Oh geez. And then quickly my social media followers on Facebook were growing. There were so many cool people that were commenting from around the world, like nurses and nursing students. And that video really helped me because I was at a time in my career where I kind of felt alone. I was getting burnt out. And after that video, I realized that I wasn't alone. I was able to connect with so many other nurses and nursing students. And I have kept making content, really whatever inspires me whenever I feel good and feel like it. I never force myself to make content. I think the only thing I've stuck on a schedule with which we have to, is the podcast. Is this podcast. Uh, and the tour. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Other well, than yeah. that, when it comes to like memes or videos, like Brett will try to like, you need to release one a week. I'm like, babe, whenever I feel, <laughs> yes. whenever I'm inspired. Uh, but it's just been so much fun. I think I'm not, 
at first seeing the numbers go up was really, really cool. It was like crazy, you know, waking up and you had like went from 30,000 followers to 60,000 followers to a hundred thousand followers. And then I just have gotten to the point where it's not so much about how many followers follow me as opposed to the engagement of my current followers. Yeah. I think that is more important than any number at the end of the day, making sure your followers, you know, love your content. They can interact with your content. They get something out of your content. Uh, I'd rather have a hundred followers that love my stuff than a hundred million followers that don't really care about what I do. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. You, you're in a really good place and you've, you've been there now for a while, which has been really nice for me to see because, you know, it's really interesting. You, you know, people who find themselves successful on social media, getting a lot of uh, attention, getting a lot of followers tend to be under a tremendous amount of pressure. And it was something that you felt early on. Cause all of a sudden it was like, Oh my God, I got to keep making this stuff. Um, and you have really gotten into a groove where like 100%, you just do what you feel. You know, I know, especially with like a lot of the YouTubers, it's like, you got to post every day. You got, you got to keep that going, you know, you know, and, um, with you, my gosh, if you go back and you look at like the timeline of your videos, it's like, oh my God, here were like four in a row that you posted in like one day. Cause you were so inspired and then you didn't post anything for three weeks, you right. know? Uh, and I really love that because it's the most genuine content that you can create. Yeah. I follow a lot of other people and sometimes I see that their content isn't as funny or it feels forced because they're trying to put out a new video every Tuesday. And I've told you from the beginning, I've always wanted this being on social media to be so much fun for me. Yeah. Like I have never seen it as like a part-time job or a job. It's just like a hobby. That's so much fun. And I love it. And I can't believe it's been, Oh my gosh, almost four and a half years. And still doing it. I know. You know, uh, I had a similar experience where my hobby became my profession. And, and this it, was art photography? Yeah, landscape photography. And um, when I start, when I pursued doing that full time, about a year and a half in, I was completely burned out. Mm. And, it, and because it took all the fun away. Yep. Um, I tend to be more business type mindset than, you know, hobby mindset. It's just who yeah. I am. So, uh, for me, I sort of sabotaged my own, uh, enjoyment of, you know, of my craft. Um, and we've been very careful, um, you know, pr protecting you to be able to make sure that you're not influenced by, by, you know, having to have some rigorous schedule or to do this or that. You just do whatever you want. And I get asked all the time to do like sponsorships and promotions. And I love just saying no. Oh my God. Constantly. <laughs> I we, get that all the time. Yeah. Every day you get several requests. Cause what I do isn't for, um, money. You know, it's not for, to, to look like I have a lot of followers or sponsorships, which is why we joke all the time about not having sponsors here because right. it doesn't matter to us. Like it's so much fun. And at the end of the day, it's always about whoever's listening or seeing my stuff matters so much more than having a huge corporation pay me to put something out. Then I have to, you know, spam my audience with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we get, I mean, we get hit up by agencies all the time too, to try to get us to come with them for the podcast. Right. Like, Oh, you, we can make yeah. all this money. But, um, yeah, the only, the only like 
what I would call sponsorships that, that you've done really over the past few years have been very organic, like things that like their vision of what this, you know, campaign was, was very much in line with your vision of what you feel the nursing profession needs. Yeah. You know, my largest project so far was with Verizon and that was talking about um, having interviewing really awesome nurses. And we also had like a celebrity guest from a medical TV show. That on. was cool. And that was so much fun because I was able to highlight a nurse, you know, uh, um, introduce my audience to this awesome nurse. And that was just so fun and organic. And having the celebrities on to talk and surprise the nurses I was interviewing was just really, really cool. So it was just like, it was awesome, you know? Yeah. And I didn't even really have to promote a product that much. even. No. Uh, but I do love Verizon. I have Verizon. <laughs> and, oh my gosh. And this, this, this Hashtag is not, not sponsored. This is not sponsored by Verizon. <laughs> um, which is so funny. But there's a lot of companies that actually want to take advantage of my audience in a way where they just want me to push their project and not even like do a fun giveaway or, you know... Yeah. I mean, you know, most, most companies, you know, com I, I mean, they want access, right. right. And they, 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 they certainly don't mind paying for it, but they typically just, I, I don't even know where to go with that. Cause yeah, so I see a lot of uh, other nursing influencers push so much stuff out that's sponsored and I'm like, Hey, make sure you're getting paid for that, you know, cause you deserve it. And they're just doing it for free. Yeah. And I'm like, no. So what I'm trying to say is there's so many companies that are taking advantage of the nurse audience from other nursing influencers. Ah, yes. Yes. We see that all the time. All the time. All the time. Um, you've been a big proponent of helping other nurse influencers actually make money for, for doing something yeah, if they want to do Because they're doing it. something that helps the nursing community. And right. if you're going to want access to their audience, these nurses need to be compensated for it. Yeah. That's only fair to help sponsor big brand. I think nurses were not very good business people. We get taken advantage of all the time by hospitals. We yep. always say yes, 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 yes. So we just don't have a really good like business mindset or know our worth. Right. We're underpaid. We never get brought to the table. And when you come over into this like social media space, it's the same way. And we're just nice. So we'll say yes to anything and everything um, so it's, it's just interesting. And whenever we work with, uh, or I work with a nurse or a nurse works with us with NurseCon or NurseCon at sea, I always say they want to volunteer and help us. I always make it a point that they are paid and compensated yes. for their time, education and experience. No one has ever contributed to NurseCon and has not been compensated. No. And we get, I'll volunteer, I'll do it. I'm like, okay, then we're going to compensate you. They're like, well, you don't have to. I'm like, we pay everybody. You know, because you could speak at a big nursing conference and they don't pay. They're just oh, like, yeah. this is great for you. Put it on your resume. Oh, what? They did that to me. A yeah. big nursing conference was just like, wait, you don't want to speak here? I was like, well, I would have to take off time from work. Right. It's going to take me three or four days of travel. I was a, a, a bedside nurse at the time. And they're like, no, we're not going to compensate you. Like this will be good for your resume. Yeah, we don't we don't pay nurses. And it's like, but you're a nursing organization. Right. And and you're not supporting nurses. You're bringing in millions of dollars for this event and you can't pay a couple thousand dollars to your to your speakers who you're asking to 
to fly out and contribute. Yeah. It's crazy. You want to say who it was? No. Okay. <laughs> they, they probably know. They could guess. No, Everybody I'm not going to say who it is. I got a lot more on that, <laughs> that tea, but maybe uh, we'll save that for the future. Yes. Uh, this isn't a tea podcast. Oh, I'm sorry. We're not spilling We're not, tea we don't, here. We don't call people out. No, we don't. And I think that's something that's super important about my podcast is, you know, I like to bring up very serious issues uh, that nurses face and that we face in healthcare, but I like to do it in a very light and positive way. Yeah. And that's super important to me. And I think as a licensed, registered nurse, that it's important that my content stays professional. Yeah. And funny. You know, the end user obviously are, are nurses, my colleagues, nursing students. But I know if I share something on social media, it could be seen by millions of people, most likely the general public. Right. And I never want them to think that... I never, number one, never want to make fun of a patient. No. You know, I never want to make fun of the patient experience or the 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 seriousness of being hospitalized. So I always pick on nurses and nursing students and things we go through at the hospital, even though there is so much fun I can make a patients <laughs> oh, like sure. all the time. I make sure I stay away from that content because it's not worth it. You know, we are the most trusted profession and I think that it's still important for us to maintain professionalism when it comes to having an online or social media presence. But that doesn't mean you can't talk about serious issues that impact patients and nurses. But I always do it, you know, in a fun way. I make fun of nurse managers in a way that's so funny. But still, it's serious when you don't see your manager for three months and they're right. always taking vacation and you don't get your PTO approved. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I do it in a fun way. So every video I put out, Brett knows, I show it to multiple people. Oh, yeah. I edit it down. We sit on it for a few days and say, you know, if... If a, a dean, a CNO, a bedside nurse, a nursing student, or a patient or a family member were to look at this, what would their perception be of this content yeah. before it goes out? Yeah, I mean, every time any nurse posts to social media, you you are representing your profession, right? And there's there's a lot of weight because you are you are a professional. There is a lot of weight behind what you say, and you need to be you need to be careful with what you put out there. Yeah. You know, you need to make sure that things that you say are not construed. Yep. And yeah, you spend a lot of time scrutinizing your own content. Um, and oftentimes we'll scrap something just because you're like, you know, a non-nurse who sees this might think poorly of the profession for some reason because they don't get the context, yep. you know, because everything's context. For sure. So yeah, no, I've, I've always been real proud of, of how... Um, how, how much weight you put behind everything you put out. Yeah, I've seen a lot of just like viral nursing videos that get viral or successful like overnight. And then the nurse wants it, the, the person wants another viral video, another viral video. And I see them making like, it's such a funny video, but it's something I would never put out because mm -hmm. you'll lose your life. It's funny, but I ain't trying to lose my license over <laughs> a million views. Right. You know, it's not worth it. A lot of people don't really think about the consequences of the content that they put out. Um, and like you said, you know, we are licensed, we are professionals. So that being said, social media could be used for good and social media could be used for bad. There was a story that just hit a Florida nurse, kind of funny because it's like <laughs> a Florida man, Florida man. But of course, a Florida nurse was fired after mocking a baby born with a birth defect on social media. Oh. So she was fired. Ouch. As she, 
they should have been for, you know, for, for posting that. I mean, HIPAA is so serious, you know, um, using any patient identifiers in a post or sharing is a super serious offense that we learn a lot about in nursing school and on the floor. So a lot of people probably think I filmed in the hospital because some of my videos look like they're in the hospital. I have never, ever filmed in the hospital setting. Nope. Ever. Ever, ever. People think I do, but I've never had... I remember in Seattle, I turned our living room into a patient room. Yeah. And I have another a patient room uh, that I use in the house to film my videos. So I get all my supplies on eBay or Amazon. I got my uh, tube feeding I got online that I always use that people love. I got my Alaris pump that still works off eBay for $30. I got my IV pull. I don't know if it works, but it beeps. It beeps. That's what I mean by it works. I got my uh, IV pull off Amazon for like $75. The wheels kind of, you know, it doesn't work, but it's funny. My mannequin, Amazon, you know, the bed is just a plastic table. Yeah. With a blow up mattress. Yep. I got the whiteboard. Um, Amazon, cheap. The one piece of equipment I wish we could find is a real patient bed. They're so expensive. They're, yeah. And they're so heavy and big. Yeah. And we've we've even asked like local hospitals if they if they like have throwaways, but mm-hmm. but they they recycle and repurpose them. Yeah. So we're not gonna This bed's are like thirty thousand dollars. Yeah, we'll, we'll hold it's off like on buying one. Crazy. No, it's definitely they're expensive. Yeah. But so I think to the point is I've never ever filmed in a hospital. Yeah. I would never do that. Yeah. If there is one takeaway from this podcast, do not post pictures of you even in a hallway. No. Because if you have a manager and they see that there was someone's name on next to the door, that's technically a HIPAA violation because right. that person was in the hospital on such and such a date. You have to be very, very careful. So please don't post anything, any type of photograph um, from from inside your work. Right. Just, yeah. a, just a bad idea. Bad idea. And you may think know. it's so funny, you know. Ten years I, from now, it could come back. What I learned about the Scrub Romper video is that once that shit's out there, <laughs> you can't take it down. Even though you delete it, someone else has got it and mm-hmm. shared it and screenshotted it or screen recorded it and it's still out there. Oh, you tried to take that down. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I still have the Scrub Romper. I actually recorded a TikTok with it that I'm going to be posting <gasps> probably next week. Fun. I still fit in it. Good for you. Four years, baby. Four years. So obviously social media can have a a negative impact in the nursing world if you don't use it for the right reasons. There are multiple reasons you could use it for good, like nursing education a lot, especially during this pandemic of TikTok and Instagram nurses have been able to share their experience at the bedside and um, have been used for good in education about educating the public on what's going on. Right. And they've been picked up by news stations and shared because uh, it's just a great platform to get in front of so many people. Um, you could support other nurses, showing the realities of nurses face-to-face. Um, I think as a, if you're a nursing student out there and you want to get a feel for what it's like to work on different nursing units, I know Instagram is a great platform for that because there's so many cool nurses that have followings that you could follow travel nurses, pediatric nurses, CVICU nurses, ER nurses, and really get good insight into their lives and what it's like to work in that position. Yeah, there's a lot of great travel nurse uh, 
there's uh, Instagram. There. Yeah, which is so fun. Because they're rich. They're traveling all exactly. the time. Everyone, if I, if Brett and I weren't together. Wait, what? If Brett, if we weren't together. Oh, it's a hypothetical. Okay, yeah. go ahead. I would be traveling nurse and making all this money. Oh, hell I'd be yeah. going to uh, California, Hawaii, mm-hmm. $10,000 a week, baby. Damn. I know, right? It's better than CNO money. Really? Yeah. These CNOs are like, I wish I could get a, I don't know how <laughs> to I, put in an IV. Can, can someone teach me how to put in an IV so I could be <laughs> a travel nurse? <laughs> I'm sure oh some CNOs, I don't want to say all CNOs. No. No, they don't know. <laughs> oh, they don't know. Oh my okay. gosh. We just did my big hometown show in Orlando. <gasps> Baby, it was, I'm so proud of you. It was amazing. So 2,700 seat theater. Crazy. Packed. Packed. Freaking awesome. It was so cool because I had just shared for the first time about my experience working at Disney. Yeah. I've talked about Disney before, but no one ever knew what I did there. So we're going to definitely soon have a whole podcast on that fun so within the next few episodes we'll talk about me working at disney but it was just the 50th anniversary of walt disney world here in orlando so i did this big post about who i was at disney and what i did and how that experience has translated into my nursing practice and what's so cool i didn't realize it until the next day in orlando i walked into the dr phillips center about to do my show we were at the Walt Disney Theater. Yeah. 2,700 seats at the Walt Disney Theater. I was born and raised in Orlando. I worked at Avent Health, Orlando Health. I worked at Disney. Um, I went and graduated from UCF and Seminole State College. So it was so cool, you know, after 30 years of being in Orlando, except the few years we were out of state. So cool that I was able to play and perform to a bunch of nurses and nursing students in Orlando. Yeah. And that is the Performing Arts Center. It's Y'all. Probably in, in I think it's one of only eight in the country that has the the specs in terms of like, they spent $800 million on that theater. It's crazy. Nonprofit. Sure. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. They own a bunch of theaters uh, in Orlando. It was stunning. Yeah. Stun- it was so pretty. I kept getting lost backstage. Oh, the facility is huge. It is huge. And it was, uh, so I did, I, when we're on the road, I handle all the production stuff. So, you know, dealing with audio and lighting and rigging and projection and all that fun stuff. And, uh, it was like herding cats in, in a, in a 50 acre field. It was, it's so big. I kept losing you. I, I had no idea where you were. We, so we have radios. They're like the, the radios that are used at like Walmart. So they can go up to like a hundred thousand square feet. And uh, there were several times where I couldn't get a hold of other people because I was out of range. That's how what, big this place what, is. What's so funny is most of the theaters don't really have the the best up-to-date facilities. So sometimes, you know, if we don't have the bus, we shower at the theater and they're not the nicest showers. But the one time I could have taken a shower in this theater at Dr. Phillips' is the most beautiful bathroom and shower. Penny time. But we were at everywhere. home. We were yeah. at home. Could you just take a shower at home? Yeah, it's no need. Well, what I thought was really cool too. So this was show 18. Yep. Was Orlando. One third of the way through of the tour. One third, one third down, two thirds to go. And it was really cool because we, we got to have so many friends and family come backstage, see what you really do. Uh, you like know, my brother. It was so cool to have him up there. Nan. And so cool. My aunt and 
take him out friends. on stage before the show and it was, it was really a special it was a special show it was definitely one of my most emotional shows it was your only emotional show really in this, terms of me trip. how yeah. I was, how i was feeling like all day i was like super in my feelings all day because i think it just like hit me like you know, life could take you on such a crazy journey. I never thought graduating from nursing school, I would be able to be doing shows and bringing, you know, 2,700 nurses and nursing students together in my hometown, which I think is just really cool. It's so special. Yeah. I love we get to do that together. That That is that is really the most unique thing about what you're doing with this show is I don't know if there's ever been something like this where thousand plus nurses in, in 55 cities are coming together in one place to all laugh about the same thing. It's, it's so just cool. so unique. Yeah. If you haven't got tickets yet, you get tickets at nurseblake.com. We have all our October shows, which go from the Midwest yep. all the way down to Texas. And then uh, November, we're hitting the whole uh, Western half of the United States. So I'm be sure to get your to tickets right now. A lot of shows sold out. But there are yep. still some shows that have some seats open. So yep. get your tickets now, nurseblake.com. Now it's time for a game, this or that social media edition. Oh, fun. Delete Facebook forever or delete Instagram forever? Facebook. Oh, my God. Uh, uh, Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> I don't think that was one of the options. Twitter. No, pick one. Um, which would you delete? What would I have to delete? Which, which of your pages would you delete? Oh my Facebook gosh, I can't say. I really, they're both so different for me. They're both, know. you know, they're so different audiences. That's why it's this or that. I find, I think with Instagram stories, I'm on Instagram more. Yes. What's easy about if I post on Instagram stories, it automatically goes to my Facebook stories, which is good. So I could delete Facebook forever, but still posting on my Instagram would go to my Facebook. Oh. I find myself on Instagram more. Loophole. It's easier for me to read messages from followers. Like if anyone sends me a message, I tell them to Instagram message me. Yeah. Because it's so much easier to read. It's easier on mobile. I th I think that the main difference for Facebook and Instagram from a like a management perspective is Facebook, A, changes every day. All the They're time. Constantly trying oh to reinvent gosh. themselves. And to try to like manage a page is so difficult. It's a lot. It's, it's not lot. easy. No. Yeah. Like you said, too much going on. Yeah. Instagram's still streamlined, easy to use. I know you. Would you rather spend hours on YouTube or TikTok? YouTube. TikTok. I could... Ow. You hours, do spend hours on TikTok. Hours, hours, hours. I mean, we need to put one of those... Uh, do, do they have the like the time limits? No. Set. Oh, kids, kids <laughs> settings? That's what Facebook in trouble for right now and Instagram. Oh, that's a whole... That's a whole thing. So I literally no. this morning the whistleblower was on. You think my you think my kid's gonna have a phone in social media? Mm -mm. No. Your favorite celebrity commenting on your post or getting a DM from your favorite celebrity. I want to get uh, my I want my favorite celebrity to comment on my post so everyone can see oh it. Oh God, me it's DM. So everybody can see oh, it. Oh jeez. Yeah. Oh jeez. Um, who? I know no celebrities. I think some people ask me, like, when I do my VIP experiences after the show, one of the common questions is, like, who's the most popular person on your phone? Nobody. Yeah. Nobody. On Instagram and stuff, I think I messaged, like, Todrick Hall once, and he, like, sent me a video message reply back, and I w could have just died. I was so happy. Well, didn't uh, Chrissy Teigen 
um, comment on one of your posts or something once? Oh, yeah, I think yeah, so. she did. Yeah, funny. It was a while ago. Oh, yeah, that was with the Cheez-Its. Or something, <laughs> something like that. The toasted Cheez-Its. Yeah, it's not like you're. It's not like we hang out with like Justin Bieber every night. No. You know what is funny though too? We we don't really live in like a celebrity. You know, we don't live in L.A. or New York. That's that's not that's not us. Um, and so we're not really. I mean, we wouldn't even have that opportunity. <laughs> no. Who, who would we know? No, nobody. <laughs> um, Although I think Shaquille O'Neal still lives in Orlando. So there you go. Oh, does he? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Uh, slow growth or becoming famous overnight? Hmm. Can I become famous overnight and then like cash out? Because <laughs> that sounds easier. Funny. Definitely slow growth. I feel like when people become famous overnight, they become famous for that one thing and they have to keep recreating that one thing because people love that one thing. Yeah, we've seen that. I've seen that, especially times. on TikTok. Yeah. Especially on TikTok. Yeah, it can be really toxic. Yeah. It I, seems. Yeah. I'd rather slow growth. I think for a business too, if you're a business that pops up so fast overnight, the probability of you maintaining that energy and customer base over a long time is hard yeah. as opposed to businesses that grow slowly and really get those customers over a longer period of time. More exponential growth. Yep. So like Facebook yeah. or, or any social media platform for the most part, even like right. TikTok. Yeah, it, it like exploded, but it, it was out there Took for a while. while. You know, yeah. it's, it's, if you look at the curve, yeah. it doesn't just shoot straight up. Look at Vine. That shot up so fast. Yep. Gone. Couldn't maintain it. Um, dun, dun, dun. Number five. Um, excuse me? Or no more following her. Jade, I don't know. what <laughs> You called out Jade. Did she write these? <laughs> she put these together. Um, yeah, Jade did. Hey, Jade. Um, number five, no more count or no more follower count on Instagram. No, no more like count or no more follower count on oh, Instagram. Oh, which would you rather give Because up? they have had it. Like I said, like I really, I don't, I don't care about the quantity of my followers. I care about the quality of my followers. You like the messages. You like people engaging with I like with the messages. I, and comments. Like I said, I'd rather have 100 really cool people that love to follow me as opposed to 100 million people that follow if me. If you get 500,000 views on a video, but only three people comment, right? nobody actually cared about that video. Or you'll see a lot of influencers that have like millions of people that follow them, but only get like 5,000 likes on a picture. Yeah. You know, you that's why like it's all about engagement. And I think yeah. that's so much more important. Yep. So what's your answer? Oh, I don't really. Um, but I do want to shout out to all my followers because I talk uh, about this all the time. All my followers are so awesome and so positive and you guys really do keep me going and inspire me. Brett knows whenever I get like a really cute message or something, I always try to reply back. Oh yeah. And I always share them with him on the bus. He's constantly reading stuff to me. It's, it's so sweet. We get sweet. the cutest messages. Oh, y'all are amazing. The best. We appreciate it. And number six, staying in the moment or documenting your event out? Staying oh, in the moment. I like to stay in the moment. You're, you could tell. I'm not, um, like when we're on a date and stuff, I'll even say I put my phone away. Yeah. Or I leave yeah. it at the house or in the car. Yeah. No, you're really good at, um, I think both of us, you know, we don't, we rarely take selfies. We rarely even try to take photos of things that we do. I'm always like, oh, we have no we pictures. pictures. We I have know. no pictures. But we experience so many things together. Yeah. And, and that to me is more special. special. I, I don't, I don't need to be sitting there trying to show other people what I'm doing 
while I'm missing out on what I'm I think trying to show everyone. I think having a podcast is really cool for us to have, you know, over time to be able to play back and listen. Oh, um, I love that. I never even thought of that. Me neither. Because I was thinking about, we were planning on getting a camera for me so I could vlog this tour. Yep. It's so much work and oh. I'd rather just be in the moment. I totally agree. Yeah, that is really special. Next question. Pimple popping videos Oops. or watching people eat? Oh, no. Neither. Oh, Lord. Oh, I'd rather do watch pimple popping oh, videos. neither. Nope. <laughs> watching Tell me people out. eat? Oh, I don't like watching people I eat. I guess pimple popping if I had to. You don't like watching people eat. I can't I stand it. don't like eating in front of people. What's it? Uh, it's a mukbang? Mukbang. Mukbang. Remember when that was Ooh, a thing? When, no, it's still a thing. People oh, that's like still to, a thing? It's like AMSR, ARSM or whatever that people like. The t- and then some people like to listen to people eat. Do you like photo memes or funny videos? I like funny videos. Oh, I like photo memes and I like funny videos. Both. Oh, wait. Both. Can we choose both? No. Oh, okay. This one. <laughs> you like photo memes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, would you rather, oh shit, getting your account hacked or getting your account banned? I'd rather my account get hacked. My account did get hacked. It did. Three that years ago. A nightmare. We got, I never thought this would happen. And you hear about it at your hospitals. They always tell us to watch out for phishing emails. Yep. And it's, they spell phishing different. PH. PH. Yeah. Always got confused by that. I never really understood <laughs> what it was until we got hacked. Yep. I got this message. I thought it looked like it came from this big company. So we gave them their information. All of a sudden, hacked. Yep. Crazy scary. It took so much work Thank to get you, Jake. your page back. Thank you, Jake. Yep. I know, Jake, that helps with Facebook. From State Bar. Thank State you. Bar. <laughs> Jake from Facebook. Thank you so much for getting, <laughs> for getting that back. That would that was devastating. I was sick yeah. that whole day. Oh. I felt like I lost all my friends. Oh, well, luckily they didn't like delete anything. I know. Really what they did was I noticed all of a sudden, I don't even remember, you know, Facebook is so different than it was years ago, but basically they, they somehow took ownership of it, but didn't take you off, didn't take you off of it. So you wouldn't even know that you no longer actually had control. They could have deleted you at any time and just done whatever they wanted with your page. It was it was wild. Weird. Yeah. Um, cool. So I think we finished this or that. Oh, okay. media we're, we're done. We both get passed. Oh, good. Uh, C's get degrees. <laughs> um, so I just wanted to uh, share again, you know, social media could be used for good or for bad. I just think as uh, nurses, as professionals that we, you know, have to use it for, for good if we can. Um, wow. That's so profound. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> That's your closer? No, I'm not. I have dear <laughs> Kate Jerry Springer. <laughs> oh my, it's getting dark in here. There's no lights in this room. It smells like a fart. Well, like, it's a hamper. I don't know what's going on. Oh, like, it it was... smells like a fart. Well, there's only two of us in this room. <laughs> it wasn't so I don't me. Know Why does it taste sour? <laughs> Freaking taste it. Life on the road. Ugh. Less life. Dear Blake's. Getting into Dear Blake's. Okay. Alexandria, I'm a new grad nurse. I just graduated nursing school with my ADN this past April and have been working on a med surge COVID unit since June. I am a first-generation college student, and I'm 20 years old, the youngest on my unit. Wow. Wow. Upon gra- You can't even drink. Wow. 20. Yeah. Saving lives. Look That's at that. That's awesome. 
I am a first. If you can save lives, should be able to drink. Mm. I am a first generation. Oh, sorry. Upon graduation, I moved from West Virginia, which we're at right now. Yeah. West Virginia. Western Virginia. <laughs> to Riverview, Florida. I know I have a lot to learn, but I also know I am competent and confident in my skills, but can't help to struggle with imposter syndrome at times because I'm so young. Did you ever experience imposter syndrome as a new grad and how did you overcome it? Do you know what imposter syndrome is? I have no idea. Let me look it up just so I could tell you the direct. Okay, so if I had to guess based on what she's saying, sh mm. people, th I don't know, people think she's too young. So imposter syndrome from healthline.com says it's also called perceived fraudulence. It involves feelings of self-doubt and personal incompetence that persists despite your education, experience, and accomplishments. Oh. And this is super prevalent in the nursing world. Really? And I think it's because the lack of support and treatment we get in nursing school and treatment that we get with hospitals, that they, they treat us like kids, but yet we're professionals, like saving lives, doing adult things, but yet they treat us like kids. So we think, are we not competent enough? I can see that. I can definitely see that. Oh, um, you're upset you're not getting more paid. Uh, paid more, we'll throw you a pizza party. Right. And then you're we'll like- give you but, a rock for nurses. But I'm educated and smart. And I, yeah. I, it's very proud. And just until I read it and got your comment and story, Alexandria, that it really clicked for me wow. why that happens in our profession. So yeah. it is not your fault. You are- Smart, you are educated, you know what you're doing. Don't let anyone else, you know, make you feel like you're not competent enough. But I have experienced that. I've experienced that in the ICU. I've experienced it with being on social media. You know, um, you feel like, is what I'm doing right? Am I, you know, am I making a difference? Is this? So, yeah, I've definitely felt it. I don't think, I think a lot of nurses feel it. But again, I think it goes back to the hospitals treating us like kids and kind of gaslighting us into thinking everything is our fault, that we're not good enough. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You're not, you're not supporting your team because you won't pick up an extra shift. Right. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. We're so educated. They need us on the COVID units, but we get rocks for Nurses Week. Right. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. No, we've talked about that actually quite a bit, how, how it is almost like hospitals treat nurses like children. It's like an abusive relationship. Yeah. And I think honestly, that also leads to the nurses eat their young, unhealthy work environments. Right. I think what's really important is what I got, which I love. I got a five minute journal. And in my five minute journal, it asks me like, what goals do you want to accomplish today? Like, how are you feeling? Um, uh, like write a positive statement about yourself. And that has really helped me over the years. So if you can on Amazon, it's like $25, five minute journal. Um, and that's really helped me realize, like tell myself that I'm comfortable. I'm smart. I'm funny. Oh, whoa. Yeah, there you are. And then what you want to accomplish. <laughs> and I think that will help with that because I think sometimes we're our own. What's, um, What's RuPaul say? We're huge fans of Drag Race. You're your own um, saboteur. Yes. Yes. 
What does that mean? Saboteur. Yeah. You sabotage yourself. Yeah, sometimes. But it's not our fault. It's because these hospitals make us feel this way. So we end up like sabot sabotaging our own self. Yeah. And I think having a little bit of structure in the way you approach trying to fix that uh, really is, is a good idea. And like the five minute journal has been a great tool for you. For sure. Um, because it's it's that consistency and it's that um, that opportunity to, you know, so many things we just do naturally. We just we just yeah. don't even think about it. We're on autopilot. Yep. And it's really important to take the reins mm -hmm. from time to time. And what I love about you, Alexandria, is you're 20 years old and you realize this. And the fact that you're, you've realized it, you know the name for it, imposter syndrome, you are going to be able to overcome this easily. Yep. Again, you are still young, 20 years old, just graduated school, working on a COVID unit. It is a lot. It is not easy. I know I speak with a counselor on a very frequent basis, and that just helps me. She's the one that taught me about the five-minute journal, just meditating and taking time for myself. So definitely make sure you are caring for yourself. But it seems like you're recognizing things and you're looking for for ways to overcome it and improve. Yeah, and that's the most important step Yep. Um, in, in personal growth is recognizing things that you need to improve on. For sure. Yeah. I love that. Um, and enjoy, you're in Florida too, Riverview, Florida. Riverview, I've heard of that. Me too. Maybe it's by the river. Pro it's probably, probably by the river. river. Didn't we live in Riverview Apartments? There was no freaking river. Oh, we did for a while. Yes. <laughs> and it was Stanford. like a mile from the It was the like river. a Riverview landing oh, and we were not by no river. Mm -mm. <laughs> Shout outs, Haley. Shout out to Nurse Amanda on the, I keep, I have like, I need chapstick. Can you, can you talk? Can you do the shout out? Sorry, <laughs> sure. it's the top one. Aww. Well, you my been, lips are smacking. Yeah, and you've been screaming so much on stage. All right, this is from Haley. Shout out to Nurse Amanda at the OHSU Epilepsy Monitoring Unit. Thank you so much for showing me such kindness and grace when I was a patient. Thank you for encouraging me to pursue my dream of going to nursing school and advancing my career. I will always remember you. Keep on kicking ass, and I wish you the very best in life. Uh, I love that. That is so freaking cute. You got better eyes than me. I okay, here. To, I no need me. to like zoom this. I'm better out. now. Oh, you're back? I'm reset. Okay. All right. Thank you. Good job. Next Don't get one. too comfortable doing I tried to read okay. it the way that you read it. You did them. good. Thank you. Heather. Oh, shoot. I'm not going to be able to say this. <laughs> That's okay. I want to shout out to my awesome crew at Life Care Center of... Also with Tommy in Kansas. <laughs> I love you all. See you all at the Lawrence show oh, fun. coming up. Lawrence, I'm so Kansas. excited. Krista, shout out to the greater Towell technical nursing program. We are hot nurses. Nice. We got yeah, this. Can't wait to graduate with all of you. Aww. We're hot nurses. I love, I love that. I was not a hot nurse in a nursing school with my ugly ass nursing school uniform. Mm. The shit was ugly. Mm. Chelsea, I want to give a huge shout out to Miss Erica Pryor. She was my first nursing instructor and got promoted this year to director of nursing at our school. Congratulations. Nice. She is the epitome of a role model in nursing. Aww. How cool is that? I love that. I love that when uh, nursing students are able to recognize really awesome instructors and their accomplishments too. We need more of that. Supporting one another, shouting each other out. We need more nursing professors. Yes. Good ones. Good, good nursing professors. professors. Thank you guys so much for the shout outs. Just to wrap up, don't forget about the 2021 Nurse Blake Awards. Your chance to win a Tesla this year. Also 12 cash prizes. That ends next month on November 30th. You could submit and enter for your chance to win every day through November 30th. We'll be announcing the winners 
the winners in December. And don't forget to download the free NurseCon app to connect with other nurses and nursing students around the world and also get all your CNEs and education for free. If you want to catch us on the road, on the tour, we are one third of the way done. 37 more cities and shows to go. I can't wait to meet all of you on the road in your city. If you don't have tickets yet, you can get your tickets right now on nurseblake.com. And since we're talking about social media, don't forget to follow me on MySpace, YouTube, <laughs> Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. And t- and t- I'm not on Twitter. And TikTok. Thank you all so much. Have a good one. Until next time. Bye. Bye, everybody.